1: A podcast about conspiracies. My name is Robbo. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we all? Good, thanks. It's really hot. good. A bit steamy today, yeah, isn't it? It was a little spicy. Just for the listeners' sakes, Robbo's house is a bit steamy.
3: It's a bit uh, sweaty. Yep. Yep. We're three men in a sweaty room. It's yep. a sweat lodge. sweat yeah.
2: lodge. Yeah, I like to get a sweat going around the house. Yeah. If you're not around the house getting a sweat going, why even be around the house? Yeah, I suppose. It's really, really hot in here. It's yeah,
1: Bloody cooked our heads. Yeah. When I whipped my gear off, Robo was like, salty, get dressed, mate. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> we are going to talk... Got a, we've got a bloody banger. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah. I just no, wanted to compliment you on what a bloody good choice you've made.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, DIA. Yeah. Which DIA? Not even intended. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on this? Because this was your uncovering. We're going to talk about two
1: things coincidentally called the DIA, hmm. firstly the Denver International Airport, and then just realised when we sat down to do this, we're also going to be talking about the uh, Defence Intelligence Agency in the US. What?
2: the DIA. With, it's a DDIA. D-I- yeah, DIA. Let's There's, start with the bloody airport though. Yeah. So this is a good one. This is a great one. I really want to go to Denver International Airport because the conspiracy has been around for a while. Yeah. It's a bit of an OG conspiracy, I think. I have this real massive suspicion. We've talked
3: about this before at some point. I think we've mentioned it before. Yeah. yeah,
2: I don't think we've ever. I've never certainly never looked in, in depth. Yeah. I am um, I know that you know.
1: Sometimes on this podcast, we've sworn too much. Mm. I know when it gets a little bit hot, things get a little bit loose. Mm. There's no other way of putting it. This airport's
2: fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I am surprised how how. Not fucked. It was. I expected a lot. I expect a lot worse based on the conspiracies around it. Let's start from the start. Are you pulling my bloody leg over here? I'm not pulling. I'm looking.
1: Something's tugging at me. Leg. Oh, is that a tiny hand of Robo's? I think it might be. (laughs) What do you think? All right. Let's start from the start.
2: Let's talk about Denver International Airport then. Right.
1: The reason I no the reason it's so cooked is because there's so many like weird
2: little things, and it's like eventually you're like oh well,
1: why would they? Why have they got it all?
2: Yeah. So rebuilt in 1994, yeah, or launched in 1994. Yeah. They had another airport, which a lot of conspiracy theorists say was fine yeah. and much more convenient. Yeah,
1: I think um, very much on the record that it wasn't. No, that it was a bad airport. Yeah, yeah. Right. There was
2: no room for expansion. Uh, I don't think all the airport all the runways crisscrossed each other, yeah, right. so like they so have the six runways, but they could only use three at once because yeah. it was crisscrossing.
1: yeah, so like their their air traffic was bad, yeah, but apparently also just the traffic to get there was a disaster, yeah, so they're like, why don't we scrap that? yeah, put it in a new airport, yeah air, we don't have to worry about all this stuff.
2: And when we do put it in, let's make it as cooked as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: We've got to do a whole new approach to laying out these runways for starters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You guys heard of this thing called a and that's geometric perfection, basically. That's the first, I guess, if we're looking at it from a distance, the first thing you're going to notice if you're up in the sky is... Allegedly, it's shaped like a swastika. Yeah, you mm. definitely need someone to tell you it's shaped like a swastika to notice this. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a swastika. No, it's like a, it's a bad
1: swastika. It's the sort of swastika a neo Nazi would draw on a wall. Yeah. You know how they always stuff it up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next if, to a dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you've never Googled like bad swastika or badly drawn swastika, it's a bit of a, All swastikas a good time A bad right?
1: Well, actually, not the Hindu ones. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, yeah. right? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Hindus.
2: Um, So that's the first thing, which it doesn't really look like a swastika. No.
1: no, but that's the big thing. They're like it's shaped
2: like a swastika Y, and it's
1: like well, no, it's shaped like a. They say it's shaped like a pinwheel, and okay. it's shaped in a way where none of the uh, runways crisscross each other like they did at the old airport, which is yeah. a massive problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that the main, I guess, evidence for the, the this being a, a NWO base so to speak, is the paintings, the murals, mm. um, which, are, look, they're pretty cooked.
1: Well, there's two murals. Yeah. One of them is nice. Yes. The other one's nasty. Yeah. Like you, Robo. It's like, it's like me when I look at Salty and you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nice. Nasty. I'm
2: a nasty boy. <laughs> 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 if only people could see me. So <laughs> it's hot. So, tell us about the murals.
1: So, there's one mural where it's like kids in the in a park or like on a, on a nice grassy knoll with flowers, and they're all loving life and everything's happy.
2: There is a dead Nazi in the front of the mural, though.
1: You've got a well. That's because on the other mural, there's an alive Nazi.
2: Yeah, <laughs> who's got a giant sword yeah. uh, and he's swishing the sword, cutting through two buildings. Oh, uh, oh. and then. There's people being oppressed behind him walking through. Yeah. He's got a gas mask on. There's also
1: like a lot of um, like natural disaster seems to be happening.
2: Yeah, so there's like animals in glass cases with uh, little like museum cases and then like a dead leopard um, and then fire behind them and kids like praying. There's a bit of a Last Supper motif going through some of it. Mm. Um, Yeah, full of symbolism.
1: Now the artist... This was put to the artist. They're like, why did you do such a cooked mural? And he's like, well, it represents like man-made genocide and man-made natural disasters. It's like, yeah, no one's disputing that. No one's like, oh, yeah, who's made all of this genocide that you've painted <laughs> on the wall of an airport?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just want to know why you've painted genocide <laughs> in an airport.
2: Well, apparently I looked up at how that came about and it was chosen by a group of like artists and art fans from Denver. Right, And then I think they all voted on a whole bunch of artists. So basically people trying to be creative. Oh, let's get this obscure, EG artist in. Yeah. And when well, they should have just got to, you know, someone's going to paint a flower.
1: Where was the airport manager? Or is the airport manager like, look, I told them they could pick what they wanted. Yeah. Rules are the rules. It'd be like some
3: kindergarten getting me to do a mural at it. And it's just all like disembodied eyeballs and mushrooms and shit.
1: Yeah, but they can't paint over it. They're like, well, yeah. we asked Salty to do it. Yeah. We
3: took a vote. We decided Salty's art was pretty cool. We didn't know he did all this weird
1: stuff. Andrew Saltmarsh illustration. Yeah. Yeah, we we only knew him from his retouching of uh, children's artwork. Yeah.
2: Do you want to hear um, some some of the things I read about the paintings? Yes. yes. I read one lady, uh, so InfoWars went to do, to do an on-the-spot, you know, asking people what they think about these paintings. So did you watch this InfoWars
1: thing? Because I was like fanging for like uh, people at going to the airport to cause trouble. I couldn't find anyone.
2: Yeah, so InfoWars went along and just asked people, hey, what do you think about this mural? You know, have you seen it before? Some people were like there because they actually wanted to go and have a look at it uh, and are really stoked. Were some people like, I'm just trying to catch a plane here, Alex Jones. Yeah, get out of here. Um, but so they were specifically standing in front of the the one with the Nazi. And he's technically not a Nazi but Nazi-esque yeah. with a big like Arab sword, uh, gas mask, all dressed in green, let's stormtrooper look. Yeah. And there's children dead and cowering, you know, under his big sword. Hmm. And he asked this lady who's like a, I'd describe her as maybe 18, 19, uh, wanting to be a bit of a hippie but not quite there yet. Yeah. You know, she had like a, a leather thing around, like a strap, like yeah, a headband yeah. thing, that look. A couple of little daisies on it? Not quite, but right. oh, if she goes to a festival, it's going to be full of daisies. Yeah. Anyway, um, she thought that the Nazi was a protector. Right. She's like, yeah, I really interpret this as he's coming to protect us from all the bad in the world.
3: He's protecting all those dead kids. Yeah.
2: It's like, oh, lady, you, you've been programmed. Yeah. That's, that's clearly a Nazi with a giant sword cutting down... To, humanity
1: had she seen the other mural
2: no i don't think so
1: (laughs) because they they definitely have to go together
2: yeah um so that was one take on it
3: have they have they not since covered up these murals or moved them or something they've covered up
2: one they've
1: covered up the one with all the happy children
3: yeah
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um they there's another guy called william tapley who also goes by the third eagle Eagle of the apocalypse mm-hmm. and the end times co-prophet. Right. Uh, so he's
1: just a co-prophet.
3: He's not the main prophet. No. So at, when the apocalypse comes, we have to deal with four horsemen and mm. three eagles.
2: Yeah. I don't know what the significance of the eagle because he's like clearly Christian mm. to the max. He's one of those guys that does YouTube, you know, conspiracy stuff and then preaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our enemy. Yeah. <laughs> he has a... He's had previous famous beef with Anderson Cooper from CNN.
1: Right. Was this a two-way beef? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he,
2: Anderson Cooper has a ridiculous, where he's a list of people that are ridiculous, and he added this guy to the ridiculous.
1: I saw this guy complaining about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then Stephen Colbert also had beef with him. So he had a bit of back and forward. Uh, but he's got quite a few videos on those murals. Going back to, like, 2011, he's talking about them. Yeah, right. But recently... He spotted a couple, a uh, famous couple in the, the murals. Mm-hmm. One Donald Trump, one Melania Trump. Ooh, really? Yeah. How are they in the murals? They were predicted. painted in 1994. Uh, he, well, Donald
1: Trump was around in 1994.
2: Yeah. Not with Melania Trump and he no. wasn't saving saving the planet. The, his question is, was it painted under the osmosis of Satan? Only he would know such things. Uh, there's no mistaking it's Donald or Melania, he says. Mm. It's seriously just a blonde kid and next to him is, I think she's either Native American or South American, so Native American but from the South of America. Yeah. Uh, does not look like Melania Trump at all, yeah. other than like vaguely dark coloured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In his mind, this clearly, right. uh, definitely without doubt, this is them. And he... He says he voted for Donald Trump. He voted for Donald Trump. His platform was perfect, too perfect. Too perfect? And now he knows why, because he was predicted by Satan. Oh, no. Uh, Why did he vote for him then? We didn't know this before. Uh, He also was looking at a bit what was an Indian worshipping a tree, a Native American worshipping a tree, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he calls it a typical environmental-type mural which I don't really get what that is. This is a hippie tree hugger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is an environmentalist mural though. Yeah, yeah. But like the way he says it, it's a typical one. Yeah, it's yeah. typical. Yeah. They're all full of Native Americans. Uh, also in there is a, a leopard that is definitely Obama, Barack Obama. Yeah, sure. This was painted while Barack Obama. Uh, sorry, this one was recorded when he was in, in power. Yeah. Uh,
3: Classic, it just represents Kenya, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um well he didn't actually say what it represented. He right. the, the only justification he had that it was Barack Obama was Barack Obama was currently in power when he was recording this and the leopard had two cubs. Oh. you know who has two children? Barack Obama. Barack Obama.
3: Does he? I thought he said one. Nah two. Said two. Uh
2: also in the tale of one of the cubs, the word voodoo is spelt. But spelt backwards if you were to jumble up the letters voodoo. and then spell voodoo differently. And take out two of the O's and put a U in right. there. Right. Um, but it's so in there.
3: It's voodoo, as it would be said if you were listening to a back-masked.
2: Yeah, kind of. And
3: like forward-masked again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. There's like uh, weird words written around the place. Yeah. And they're like, they're in some sort of alien language. Well, it's in Navajo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And But then they're like, all right, those ones are in Navajo, but how do you explain these two ones? And then it's like the surnames of the artists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: um, also symbolism in there, there was someone's holding a tablet. It looks like a ripped thing of a map, but they keep calling it a, a Mayan tablet. But also it looks like a. apparently it's a tablet that represents World War Three because it's also Russia. Right. And it's a map of Russia. Does, I Compared it next to a map of Russia, it does not look anything like Russia. Right. But what was interesting the tablet was in the same scene as the leopard that was also dead, not the alive one that was Barack Obama in the background. It's a cooked painting, listeners, if you haven't seen it. Um, the dead leopard, and they're saying Russia killed Barack Obama to herald World War Three. Right. So it was a good thing that Russia did this. Right. So it was pro-Russia. But did Russia killed
3: Barack Obama mm. and then Donald Trump come along by Satan and... ...come to power. So how is it a good thing?
2: Uh, these videos were recorded six years apart... ...and I don't think he's got a proper narrative. Yeah, right. I can't not, answer. Not like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, there was... Uh, he got into some... Um, he reckoned there was a naked woman in there... ...and it did not look like a naked woman at all... Uh, ...but then there was a, a penguin, a giant penguin next to it... <laughs> in, a, ...in a glass case. And on the the inscription on the glass case... It looked like, look, it's, if you're going to draw a dick on a penguin, yeah. that's probably about where you draw it. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of looked, you know, like a, yeah, I could see where you're thinking. Like a little penguin dick. Yeah. But he was saying this is representing <sighs> sex. And then the penguins, for some reason, were frankincense and myrrh. Yeah. For, it wasn't really clear. And that was all related to I don't know what. Uh, but the the genus of the penguin... So in Latin, hairless bird translates to impenis. I-M-P-E-N-N-I-S. Which is very much like penis.
3: Mm. In penis.
2: Yeah. Im penis. Well, well, well. He also had a song about it. So look up the song.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's not the only bit of art in the airport though. Mm. There's also a gigantic horse... Yeah. A gigantic blue horse with glowing red eyes. The flaming eyes of the devil. Uh, when it was uh, opened, or when they revealed it, the mayor, John Hinkenlooper, said, perhaps the glowing red eyes are there to ward off evil spirits. Because I think he was probably like, what the fuck am I cutting a ribbon on? Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's... The horse is also... To, it's a huge... It's like
2: 30 feet tall. something, right? yeah. It's this
1: huge demonic... Blue horse. Yeah. Uh, it's been described as overly uh, accurate. Yeah, in
2: uh, an ana, anatomically in, in its in the it, anatomical sense, it does have a big butthole, like yeah. a weird butthole.
1: I saw a quote from a, a journalist. He said it has creeping black ass veins and the tortured puckering butthole. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's pretty accurate. Yeah. If you look at it, it's like there's no bit. They didn't need to send a poet. We we had you. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it went.
3: Because if you were a demon, demonic horse with glowing red eyes, you would have a tortured
1: butthole. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was expecting to have a huge horse stick though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can, It must be a
2: gelding. It was so William Tapley makes it angrier. William Tapley <laughs> talked about this, the phallic nature of the horse, hmm. and he said that weird blue demonic horses aren't phallic in themselves because it was rearing up on its hind legs mm. on an angle. Phallic. Very so the whole thing. And also if you look at the mane, phallic. Yeah. He actually had a go at um, Anderson Cooper because mm. Anderson, Cooper's, Anderson Cooper's like, you know, there's not that much. Like all you're claiming about these phallic symbols aren't really there. He's like, well, look at this horse's mane. Why would you carve it like this? Mm. Why would you paint it blue? Yeah. The um the horse people say
1: looks like it might be uh the horse of the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, aka mm. okay, One Mister G Reaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, also funny little thing about this statue, it murdered its creator. Hmm.
2: How did it murder its creator?
1: Uh, while he was making it, yeah, the leg fell off and I think cut him.
2: Yeah, even an artery. Yeah, no. and he bled out. Oh. Death by Giant Blue Horse. Yeah.
1: But it's like, there's not many. Okay. You've got this crazy mural. Check. Yep. You've got a gigantic statue of Death's horse. Yep. Which has taken a life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check. Mm-hmm. That's not enough for you yet. Uh, I'd like a little bit more. You got any more gear? Right, a little bit more. What about the uh, the plaque? What? The dedication plaque.
2: Why would there be a dedication plaque?
1: Well, because they yeah, you like, open a building, like, you have a plaque saying, this was
3: opened by such and such a person. Oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm
2: just trying to lead him into the... Yeah,
1: no. And he's helping He's, yeah, he's, okay.
2: helping. he's, he's helping. Ah, okay.
1: And you're derailing. What yeah. is... Like Antifa f- derailing a bloody Amtrak train. What is on
2: the plaque?
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the plaque, it says uh, the date that yep. it was uh, opened, mm-hmm. which was uh, March 19, 1994. Yep. Wait. Hang on.
2: Wait,
1: wait, wait,
3: wait. wait. 19...
2: Nineteen.
1: 1994.
2: 1994,
1: 1 plus 9 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 4. That is 33. <sighs> oh, Whoa. shit. You have to ignore the march. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Which, work out the word or the number 3. Yeah, they're not important. No. But 19,
3: 1994,
1: that's up to 33. Uh, but also on this plaque, it says it was opened by the uh, New World Airport Commission. Yeah. What? I mean, sure no the- such group existed. Yeah, I don't believe that's a real group. They but got a-
3: halfway through doing it out, and they were like, "Okay, New World." Oh mm. shit! Uh, airport, <laughs> something or other. We,
1: we can't put us the New World Order Airport Commission no. when we've got all this other stuff. So we'll just put New World Airport Commission, even though no such group existed. Mm. Although it, it did, <laughs> uh, it was just like a bunch of like the local businesses that had.
2: Yeah, it was like the group that were invested with, in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But also,
1: just down the bottom of the plaque, sneaky Freemason symbol. Yeah, because it was supported by like two Freemason lodges, and it also has the names of the lodges. Yeah, but all of the like conspiracists are like, it's got the Freemason symbol on it. Yeah, yeah. And it also has the lodges, the specific lodges that paid for like this plaque or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the um... masonry
2: being their primary business. Yeah. The cornerstone is literally a Mason thing. Mm. (laughs) Um, That's also apparently is a time capsule. Yeah, it's a time capsule.
1: For 2094.
2: So someone, a video I was watching was asked why 2094? What is going to happen then? It's it's literally 100 years from the date they buried it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the
1: other... other, It's all circumstantial evidence so far. Is that uh, what you're saying? A little bit. What if there was a massive network of underground tunnels...
2: What? Why would they even need a massive underground network of tunnels yeah. for, a,
1: for a huge failed baggage system? Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> not to house the NWO once everything goes no. falls apart.
1: So there are tunnels underneath the airport.
2: Yeah, mm. giant tunnels.
1: Some of which are for the like inter airport railway system. Mm. Some of which were for like this uh, fairly expensive uh, like luggage transfer thing that didn't work that well. No. But like, there's there's some videos where it's like, they're showing like from a tour or something, mm. and they're like, here are the tunnels, and it's like, so there's a big conveyor belt over there. That's where the, the luggage would have gone. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that didn't work, and they worked something else out in the end.
2: Apparently, it was costing them a million dollars a month in maintenance costs. a <laughs> giant, ambitious thing. So it cost hundreds of millions of dollars to install um so apparently it's like a, it's a full-on world you know all the stuff you see moving around the airport when you're in the airport or mm-hmm. on the tarmac they just decided to move all that underground yeah uh and it didn't really work but apparently it's just like super busy i saw some videos of it
3: lost see video. what i'm remembering and i i didn't look this up i'm just remembering it now from when we talked about this last time was that there was rumored to be something like 35 levels underground there yeah and it was like this massive subterranean skyscraper basically.
2: Yeah. So there was allegedly five buildings that were built and then covered up mm. and then buried or something. But I couldn't really find any verification no. in the way. Um, and I think that all might stem from – I saw one video that said they had a blueprint for the buildings that showed the five buildings. Yeah, right. It was literally just a scribble on some paper. I don't know – like there was no source for where it came from. It was just like someone had said, oh, maybe we could put five buildings here.
3: Yeah,
2: And that's – uh, so it might be one of those cases where one person said it once. Oh, this is probably a blueprint, mm. and then it's just become.
1: Oh, yeah, they definitely did that. Yeah, the airport was very expensive to build. Yeah, I think it was like was it two point four billion dollars or something? About build? that,
2: it's like it's
1: like the the fifth biggest airport in the United States or something. Yeah,
2: it's a pretty busy airport,
1: but it's like it costs two point four billion dollars. What an, a massive amount of money! And then it's like that's not even in the top ten most expensive airports ever built. No. Let alone most expensive. And they're like, but it's over such a huge area. It's like, well, the planes need a bit of a run-up yeah. to get going. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Airports are big. They're a big thing.
1: But it's not even one of the biggest airports in the world. No. It's like fairly average-sized airport.
2: The, um, it's kind of a weird watching this one or trying to work this one out because when we go back to the start of the swastika... So representing I guess some sort of Nazi agenda yeah and then we've got Nazis being bad guys then we've got Freemasons in the middle well maybe the
1: Nazis are bad guys maybe they're the good guys
2: oh uh, yeah if you take the hippie girl into consideration well it
1: depends on which way you take the mural maybe you look at the uh, like the happy smiling children
2: and then first. Cut, get them cut down yeah it's also predicting who killed a man yeah <laughs> it's also predicting Donald Trump and Barack Obama hmm are so, only really current politicians within you know, the immediate future. Yeah. Um, allegedly, the tunnels were either to, in the same breath, people say they're going to house the New old Order once everything goes to hell. Yeah. And also, they're going to be used to ring, was it round us all up mm. as a giant FEMA camp. So, I'm not sure what this, what.
1: It's like, how awkward would that be, though? Like, if you're the, the hoi polloi, yeah. you're the, like the top of town. And you're trying to enjoy a post-apocalyptic bloody cocktail and yeah. a little apéritif. Yeah. And meanwhile, next door there's all these fema losers
2: mm-hmm. rounded up.
1: But the whole thing about it, like just the logic of them housing the new world order underneath this airport, does not make any sense because the airport is like a five minute drive from the Rocky Mountains, mm. which is where you would put an end of the world base. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hawaii. If you wanted one that's going to be safe, you'd put it under a mountain. Yeah. Volcanic mountain. Isn't that where they have the Stargate? Somewhere in the Rockies? Oh, Mm. yeah.
2: Yeah, it's that same. I think the nuclear testing, the nuclear fallout bunker.
1: Yeah, Like the actual logical place to put a bunker is in a mountain because you've already got a massive amount of bunker built in Mm. and you just have to put in a tiny little bit more. Mm. It doesn't make sense to do it on this flat ground Mm. where you have to out everything.
2: Do you want to hear from a... um, He's a former military contractor. Mm-hmm. His dad was in the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah. Yep. Um, right. That's enough credentials for me. Yeah. Uh, apparently, when he was a kid, his dad's co-worker gave him a space rock from a UFO. Uh, his name is Phil Schneider. He's pretty famous in this in this world of UFO hunters. He um, has got a couple of speeches on this whole thing. He died. Uh, I think he was either suicided or...
3: Said too much.
2: But so he... Was working on the, the plans the underground system, uh, and he was in the battle within, in an underground cavern, a battle in the underground cavern, where they accidentally broke into a l- nest of large grey aliens. Oof. The one thing he remembers so well is the, the large grey's eyes mm. in this battle. And I watched a speech with him, and he was involved in a few shootouts, a few skirmishes with the greys underneath the. All right.
1: Under uh, the airport. Yeah. So. I did, I did see uh, there was some suggestion that the reptiles are down there. Mm. Uh, one of the other little bits of artwork mm. in one of the, the big halls, there's some tiles mm. that have like a mining cart on them mm. and they're inscribed with the letters AU and AG, which they would want you to think are just the symbols for gold and silver, mm. Mm. but could also be the symbols for the Australia antigen. Mm. What is the Australia Antigen. Uh, well, its symbol is HBS AG. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, it's the, the hepatitis B antigen. Yeah. Which is like, I'm not entirely sure what an antigen is, even though I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I think it's <laughs> like, I think it's like the, you know, when you get a disease and there's the bit that your body fights. Yeah. Mm. I think it's that, that little bit. Okay. So no. it's like a vaccine. Well, it's, no, it's like, um, it's like the thing that your body is fighting. Right. So the antigen is like the actual disease. All oh, right.
2: So, yeah, well, <laughs> I like the idea that they have built an airport and they're going to put an obscure hepatitis strain as a symbol mm. on a coal mining cart.
1: Well, that's what they're going to get us with, though. Yeah. And it's right in your face. Like, that's how little shame they have.
2: <laughs> it, doesn't, it wouldn't even be an effective disease to get us all, would it?
1: No, I don't think it is. No. Okay. If you give everyone Hep B, yeah. it'd be weird. Yeah. Use anthrax. Don't we have medicine for Hep B? I think
2: so. We yeah. can always hep, manage it. Is
1: hepatitis is one of those ones where
2: you're stuck with it? Uh, I think you can manage it. Hep yeah.
3: C is the the bad one. Okay. I
2: think
3: yeah. Hep B is just hep like... Hep B is the good one, right? Hep, yeah, Hep B is <laughs> the
2: good Hepatitis. Oh, second only to Hep A. It's yes. the it's Well, the Hep got- A
3: is the, the poop one.
2: Is you it? Get,
3: you get it from poop.
2: All oh, right. So... Hepatitis,
1: Death's Horse. Yep. underground bloody bunker. Yeah, huge swastika bloody road. Yeah, when I first saw the like a photo of it from above, and they're like, "Here's where the swastika is." It was like a Google Maps picture, mm. and I thought they were talking about like this other part. I this is how little it looks like a swastika. I thought they were talking about the roads that lead up to it, which were highlighted on the Google Map. Yeah, yeah. and like look as much like a swastika as the runways do. <laughs>
2: Um, one of the roads that I saw, this is from William Tapley again, looks like a phallus. Oh. William Tapley's quite obsessed with phalluses. Did you see the phallus gear? No. Okay. Uh, look, to be honest, out of all the phalluses that he showed us... Yeah. That was the most phallus. Yeah, rate. yeah.
1: Well, a road's always going to look like a phallus.
2: So it does it's have... It's also at an airport. It does Planes have, look like big metal dicks. <laughs> it does have <laughs> testicles as well. Right. Uh, and then he talks about the area that you would consider to be the pubes, <laughs> if it was anatomically correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he pointed out the... Name of the street, Harry B. Someone's last name, but Harry mm. kind of sounds like hairy. Harry yeah. B. B. Balls, balls, um, and then around there is Shady Street. Ooh. Shady meaning where the old sun don't shine. He probably needs to look at an like an anatomy textbook. To yeah, it wasn't really, but also the one leading along. Taint Avenue. <laughs> uh, Pena Street. P-E-N-A oh. Street. They can't
1: even... They're so obsessed. They, he's not the one obsessed with phalluses. Mm. It's the bloody New World Order.
2: Yeah.
1: The, specifically the street naming division of yeah, the New yeah. World Order. Yeah, the
2: New World Order City Planner. Yeah. And the penguin case naming as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you see that an EMP went off at the airport in 2007? I did not. Uh, 14 uh, like windscreens. Of plane windscreen got broken. Got broken.
2: I don't think that's how EMP works. No. It's okay. sort of <laughs> not yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's sort of the problem. Yeah.
1: EMP yeah. traditionally doesn't affect glass. No.
2: What? A, what? A nuke would do
1: it. Okay. Yeah. Or some of Denver's famous high winds. Yeah. Mm. And all of the rocks everywhere. And the fact that cars in Denver are just constantly getting pinged with rocks. Yeah. Really?
3: That's, that's why they called
1: Denver the windy city. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Games just looking unimpressed <laughs> No, it's good gear, I like yeah, Cut that <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on Denver Airport?
1: No, but you've got to admit there's a lot of like little things yeah. where you can't really blame someone
2: uh, Yeah and no It's another one of those ones where I thought yeah, there's probably going to be more to this mm. and then I looked and went No oh. A it's of, just a bunch of weird, art. yeah.
1: A lot of fun little cooked things,
2: but yeah. nothing that's really like. Ooh. I
3: thought
1: what's interesting is that all of like these guys are like they don't want you to put all this together. They don't want you to know about this. If you ask them, they'll just they just say, "Oh, no comment." It's like actually they do tours of the airport, yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, someone always asks, and yeah, we're happy to talk about yeah, it." Yeah. It's like yeah, like literally every conspiracy theory will incorporate us at some point. Yeah So Come and have a look Welcome to Revelation
3: Unwrapped I'm your host William Tapley Also known as The third eagle of the apocalypse
2: And the co-prophet Of the end times The artist chose this bird For a reason And that's because The bird standing upright Is phallic The shape of the sign Is phallic And even the name Is phallic
3: Alright we're back From outer space (laughs) Hello I just walked in. Uh, yeah, No? Yeah.
1: talking about UFOs. Yeah. From one D.I.O. to another. Sorry, D.I.A. Yeah, not D.O. Uh, the Defense <laughs> Intelligence Agency. Yeah. The Pentagon. Yeah. And their secret advanced aerospace threat identification program, which was
2: revealed in dramatic
1: form this week Ooh. by the New York Times. Yeah,
2: by Pulitzer Prize winning journalists, I think. Hmm. Like legitimate actual journalists talking about UFOs.
1: Well, right? you say legitimate, I say shills. <gasps> uh, Whoa. <laughs> helping pave the way for a UFO false flag.
2: Do you think that's, a, that's what's happening? A controlled discussion. That's of, what
1: some people think is happening. Yeah, yeah.
2: I've seen talk about that.
1: Well, remember, was it a... Who was your German mate? Werner von... The rocket guy. Yeah, the rocket man. Is that von Braun? Yeah. Or von Braun? Von Braun. Like... Maybe it wasn't him, but like there was, you know, there was that one person who had the quote. It's like first we'll do the communists, yeah. Then we'll do the terrorists, yeah. Then we'll do whatever, yeah. and then we'll do the aliens. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, well, except for the fact that you you were going to do asteroids before you did aliens. Hmm. But we've had freaking asteroids zoom the
2: past, right? Yeah. We had an asteroid shower last week.
1: Yeah, but the, they haven't had. They haven't been like, we need to shoot the asteroids down yet, have they?
2: No, there was that.
1: There's been a couple where they've said,
3: "Oh, if this was." couple of hundred meters different. It might be a different story or
2: something. Yeah. I think it's always like 400 million kilometers. Yeah. But in space, that's not that far.
3: Yeah. And there's been a couple where they've like this thing passed through certain, so close to earth and no one even know. Yeah. No one even knew until it was like past us. Yeah. Yeah. How are we supposed to protect ourselves from the bloody spacemen?
1: Yeah. yeah we need budget
3: for yeah. for space weapons. Listen, when the bugs start throwing rocks at us from Clendathu. Yep. We need to know they're coming. So,
1: yeah, there's that famous quote that they, they're they going to make us think there's aliens. Do
3: you want to know more?
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah. But they're going to watchman us. Mm. But maybe not for the bloody good reasons that they do in that. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, but that's what some people say. They're like they're, they're getting us ready to false flag or they're going to do a false flag to justify like there being a massive amount of money missing from the Pentagon's budget when they do – an audit, yeah. Which they
2: that's already been out about twenty-two mil, twenty-one trillion. Yeah, twenty-one trillion right. is missing.
1: Well, I was reading this on Zero Hedge. Yes, the uh, sort of insane finance site. Uh, I think it's just an insane site in general, right? Yeah. Well, the the author of the piece was uh, one Tyler Durden. Okay. Jeez, legit name. Yeah. But apparently they're they're doing an audit of the Pentagon and they're expecting to find a lot of money missing. Mm. Uh, Old Tyler did note that uh, the last time they did an audit of the Pentagon, uh, a quote from one Donald Rumsfeld, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. Do you know what day he said that?
2: Uh, Probably, I mean, if he was in power, it would be well before September 11th because I feel like it would look weird if he said it the day before or anything. He said
1: it on September 10, oh. 2001. And then you know what? No one ever asked about it again. I think I've also seen people say, oh, you know what? The uh, files are in the World Trade Center. So that's why we never heard about it again. Yeah, it's right. like surely there's some finance nerd at the FBI who's like, oh, luckily I kept backups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, nerds. I always do a voice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got me zip Discs.
2: God, I can't love the that zip disk gear. Care, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no. I went for a jazz drive instead.
2: <laughs> Diminishing returns, but still good. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this report's come out. Yeah. Yeah. Or these documents have come out. Would they actually release some documents after the New York Times started asking questions? I think they've done a. They've disclosed... Yeah,
1: They, I think they've released documents.
2: Mm. One of them came out... One of the videos was sourced by um, Tom DeLonghi.
1: Mm. I think mean, they did Freedom of Information stuff, maybe. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. What, I mean, what came out wasn't that they had spent $21 trillion or some huge amount of money on this. No. They had spent $22 million a year yeah. for five years. So yeah. $110 million. Just still quite a bit of money. So of chump change. So what's come out is that there was this program called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which was run by the Defense Intelligence Agency Mm -hmm. from the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was strongly supported by Senator Harry Reid, Uh, who has recently retired. Most of the money went to a, uh, I think, friend slash Harry Reid donor (laughs) uh, called Robert Bigelow, who ran a company called Bigelow Aerospace. And their job was basically to collect bits of uh, unidentified aerospace mm. debris mm. but also to talk to people who had had strange encounters yes. mm. with uh, things they couldn't explain
2: but specifically in the sky. So on some of the the material they were collecting, alien material, mm-hmm. some of it, Genuinely, they can't identify at all, right? It's come out that it's just, they, they have no idea what it is. Strange metals. Yeah. And they don't know what it's made of. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The Pentagon doesn't know that. Is it just bits of
3: space rocks? And they're like, well, this is a bit weird and cooked. Yeah.
2: Space, yeah. space metals. It's not of this world. Well, yeah, it's just a bit of asteroid. Yeah. Um, the other thing I saw, the footage, because in addition to they talked to a lot of pilots and there's also footage of... Mm. So I saw some of the footage and the pilots are like, oh, what is that? We don't know what it is. It's a drone, dude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. If you miss the very start of the video where he says, oh, that's a drone, dude. (laughs) You're like, whoa, what is that? But then when you do see that the start of the video where he says, that's a drone, dude. You're like, oh, it's just a drone. It's a drone. But then Um, they say there's like a fleet of them. Yeah. And then they don't turn the camera around to look at it. Yeah. They just keep looking at that one. So yeah, they, but, they, yeah, they released this footage of them looking at some sort of uh, – at a UFO in, mm. the, in the literal sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, an S, SFO, semi-unidentified flying object. Yeah. Because it has yeah. been partially identified as a drone,
2: dude. <laughs> drone. So it's – and then yeah, other than that, they've just lots of interviews with people talking mm-hmm. about – Things they've seen on the sky. Yeah.
3: So the, Harry Reid. It was there was a couple of other senators as well that were involved in it. Mm. Um. Ted Stevens and Daniel K. Inu. Mm-hmm. Both of them are passed. Have passed away now. But they. Um. Yeah. Interesting. But they were. Or Stevens was a pilot in World War II, mm. and had interest in it because he said that he was often followed by unidentified aerial craft back then. It's been around for a while. Hmm. did they used to call things like that Foo Fighters? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. yeah. That's where the Foo Fighters got their name from.
3: Yeah, well, I would assume so. Yep. It's not just <laughs> a, some kind of freaky coincidence. coincidence <laughs> quinky
1: dink. So the guy running the program was a guy called Luis Elizondo Yeah, who now works on the Tom DeLonge project. Yeah. But uh, he actually quit the program because they – well, firstly uh, – They ran this for five years. It ran from until twenty twelve. Then they cut the funding. Yeah. But they didn't actually stop the program. Right. They're still investigating stuff. Mm. They just. I think they pretty much just did it with secondments Mm. from like different areas of the Pentagon.
3: Right. And that's when the rest of the defense departments were like arcing up, going, "Hang on, why are they taking all our resources (laughs) to go do this shit that doesn't even have funding anymore?"
2: Um. So the funding for that originally was a black budget thing as well. Yeah,
1: but it's one of those things where it's like, all right, there's a black budget for oh we're gonna kill a bunch of human rights activists in South America. Yeah. We can't write that down. Yeah. What can we say instead? Oh let's say it's for Coca-Cola. No, don't put that down. That's what they're protesting against. Put down <laughs> something else. Anything but Coca-Cola. Say it was beans. Yeah. Say we got a massive pe- why did you spend a million dollars on beans? It's a black budget. Hmm. This one is more like we need to put anything down but that we're looking at UFOs. Because yeah. people can be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, that was like people working on the whole operation were apparently became jokes within the Pentagon. Yeah. It's like, ah, you're on the old crazy UFO. Yeah, It's
3: like, it's what bloody old Fox Mulder had yeah, to deal yeah. with in yeah. the FBI.
2: All the taunting.
1: Yeah. But it's like, so yeah, they were dealing with that stigma but also they were talking to people who had seen things but – Didn't feel like they could say anything because they'd just be a laughing stock on the base or whatever.
3: Yeah, Mm. Yeah, a lot of military men didn't want to talk about it because.
1: But like for years they they'd been carrying that they'd seen something, Mm. and but they weren't saying anything, going against the see something say something mantra. Definitely, Mm. and I don't know. Like the thing is, someone probably should be. Like, if there are unidentified aeronautical (laughs) threats. Someone should probably be having a look at them, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think maybe keep an eye on it. Particularly if you've got, you know, planes and radars everywhere. At the bare minimum, you should be identifying all of the threats.
3: Yeah.
1: but Yeah. Uh, Luis Elizondo, though, he quit in protest recently, Mm. uh, just before he went over to Tom DeLonge, because he said that the program was too secretive. Yeah, oh. because they were trying to keep it a secret, yeah. so no one would laugh at them. Yeah, plus he didn't have any funding.
2: <laughs> I like yeah, keeping it secret so no one would laugh at them. No, nah, I can't have that. I'm gonna go join Tom DeLonge. <laughs> yeah.
1: But but what Tom DeLonge is doing with the is it to the stars? Uh, to, to the, the stars, stars Academy, Academy yeah. yeah. But they're essentially doing exactly what they were doing, mm. and they're just crowdfunding it. Yeah, mm. he's also Slash c- spending like. Massive amounts of Blink 182 money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I think he's got like a weird line in the, in the, to the stars, the way the corporation's set up, where basically he can't, any money just goes to him to a certain amount because he owes money on, I don't know, something.
3: Right. Also, CDs. recouping. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Like yeah. Last advance for that last <laughs> shitty
1: Blink 182
3: hour. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, like up until a certain point, he gets all the money to pay off his debts, basically. Yeah, right.
1: But then after that, it's all going to
3: go towards mm. UFOs. Definitely. The UFO guys are just hanging around for his apachecks to come in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did see one of the things. <laughs> so, that, so that they can
3: chuck about seven bucks into the, <laughs> the kitty. Musos will get that.
1: Yeah. I did see there was one thing Tom DeLonge like, just dropped in. Oh, we've got teleportation technology mm. that we got from something.
2: Right. Was that in the launch announcement of To The Stars?
1: No, I think this is like a new thing uh-huh. where they're, right. like, how's it? they're like, oh, so you're in the news, Tom DeLonge, what's going on? And he's like, well, we've got bloody a thing where you can just press a button and you're in China. So, All right, Tom DeLonge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. And, uh, meanwhile, over at Body To The Stars Academy, they're like, oh, my God, he can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. That's not ready to go roll into production. We need some secrecy.
3: So John Glenn, mm, the astronaut, the famous spaceman, apparently, at one stage said the government really needs to be seriously looking into UFOs.
1: Mm. Now, did he say he'd seen something from from
3: space? I think so. Yeah, hence why we need to be seriously looking at it.
1: Yeah, because I think a few of those guys were like, "Oh, we like you look out the window. Yeah, and there's a bit of funny business going well, on."
3: Buzz Aldrin banged on about monoliths on Mars and shit for a while, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he said a lot of cooked things though, hasn't he? Yeah. He punched on a fair bit too. Only the guy that said the moon landing never happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. There's a huge um, bloody like flat earth thing at the airport which has like a dome over the top of it, Allah, the firmament. At
3: well, the Denver International Airport. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Sorry, moving on.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Call back, edit that <laughs> back in there. So when did the, the spaceman go to the moon? In 69? 69. Nice. 1947 to 1969, Mm. the American government previously ran an investigation into little green men.
2: Mm.
1: Why did it end then? It obviously didn't. Because how would we have watched bloody men in black in the 90s? What do you mean? If if they finished the investigation in the 60s, Then how could we be watching Men in Black in the 90s? Men in
2: Black wasn't a documentary.
1: No, but it's based on Men in Black. I've got to say, though, with all this, what a topper to 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Like with everything that's happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end they're just like, oh, and by the way.
2: (laughs) We're going to investigate UFOs.
1: We've been investigating UFOs and guess what? Aliens are
2: real. But I guess what's interesting is... The, how like we just assume the Pentagon are doing heaps of undercover stuff mm. and they're doing all sorts of crazy UFO stuff. And when, like, we learn... Do we
1: just assume that? I always just assumed they weren't doing that.
2: Oh, I, I thought to some extent. Maybe not. Maybe I've just never really thought about it and it's just one of those things in movies. I never but, thought
1: they would would spend $110 million investigating UFOs.
2: Yeah, okay. Do you, So you wouldn't think there's any UFO or paranormal... Like, not paranormal, but... Any UFO awareness or more than what we've been told prior to this?
1: Look, I was of the view that, of course, there's life in the
2: universe. Here we go, getting very spiritual.
1: No, but of course, (laughs) like just on the odds. Mm. Yeah. But just the vastness of space would preclude the likelihood of them coming to Earth. Mm. And then when they got here, why would they muck around, like cutting up cows and and finger-banging farmers... Like what's the point of all that? And then to not even announce themselves or like even just give us put the bloody fear of aliens into us. Mm. Say, pull your socks up just to come around for a sneaky quick go Mm. and then piss off. It's like that doesn't make any sense. I'd really, really strongly doubt that there are there have been visitors from afar. Mm. And also it's like why did they stop visiting Just at the same time as we developed, everyone having a camera at all times.
3: But you still, we still, people still put videos up of UFOs and stuff. There's that guy in Melbourne who posts them like every day. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the ones you can definitely see.
1: Yeah, but But it's like as soon as everyone had a camera, it's like, all right, well, as soon as everyone had a camera, maybe there was a little uptick because the cameras were so bad. As soon as everyone had like a 4K video camera. Suddenly it was like, well, that's a cloud. Yeah. Mm. So I, don't, I didn't think that UFOs were real. Yeah. But you didn't think there was any part and of I, the... And I didn't think that anyone was going to be like, let's spend $110 million finding that out, collecting debris from crashes and interviewing people who'd seen them. I didn't expect that. Okay. So it came as something of a surprise to me. Hmm. So yeah, Sorry, keep going. No. And if that's real, what else is real? Is the bloody airport real? Of course it is. Look at all the things. Like each one individually, no. but all together, surely.
2: I I just assumed they were doing it or doing some sort of UFO investigation. Yeah, but you're cooked. And I assumed You're a that, unit. Jesus. Sorry, go on. Um, and when I learned the truth, I was just like, oh, this is a little bit mundane really. Hmm oh, ask some pilots what they saw. Don't have any direct. What communi- did you think they were gonna do? Oh, I thought by now there might be some sort of direct telepathic link to some aliens. I figured, you know, they they bumped up the thing. They gotten to the point where they're not just asking rando pilots.
1: Hmm. <sighs> Salty.
3: <laughs> when you were like, oh, you know, I think the vastness of space, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Isn't? Didn't someone famously say the chances of anything coming from us are a million to one? Yeah. Wasn't that the astronomer? Ogilvy?
2: Yeah, yeah, famous astronomer Ogilvy said. Yeah, Ogilvy yeah. famously said that. Yeah,
3: but like, didn't someone once say to assume that we're the most like highly advanced things in the universe is like the height of arrogance? Yeah. So why couldn't a civilization that's like further than we could fathom away not have sent something here to check us out, even if it's not like a little green man in a spaceship? Like, what if that was a drone, man? But But it was an alien drone.
1: But if your society is advanced enough to create faster than light travel, like, then surely you're too classy to, like, not at least be buying dinner for these farmers.
3: But they might not even be sending, there might not be the people coming. It might just be, like, unmanned machines.
1: It's people. Also, it's very people think thing to do. Like,
3: we've, we've sent, like, what's the, is it the, what's it called? The satellite they sent out into space, the first one. Oh, the Gemini? No, I don't know. The Hubble? No, no, no. One the, of one, them. the
1: one with the plaque.
3: Fucking, I don't know what it's the, the,
1: the one that they put LPs on. Yeah. Now, isn't that the height of arrogance? Thinking, oh, yeah, everyone's going to understand this cooked music technology we developed. But it's, they're engaged in gold and stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, um, I think there's a
2: little player in there, a little wind-up player. Oh, yeah. is there? Yeah.
3: So, but like this this is something that...
2: We're sending scratching to the world.
3: They sent out like 80 years ago or whatever it was. That's probably mm. completely wrong. But which has now reached the edge of our solar system.
2: Mm.
3: And it's still working. Mm. And people from decades ago did that. And now we're like...
2: A little bit embarrassed that we seem something so lame out.
3: Now we're like, oh, <laughs> look at that. But it's still out there. Hmm. So why couldn't someone have, who's a little bit further away and a bit more advanced than us have sent something that's reached us?
1: Yeah, maybe. It's a big bloody universe though. Yeah. It's the nature of it. Yeah. All right. So I feel like we got all three perspectives there though. Yeah. We got the sensible perspective. Mine.
2: We got Robo's insane perspective. Yeah.
1: And we got the midpoint.
2: Voyager. Voyager,
3: Voyager you know, 1.
2: The, yeah. Yep. So there's the Voyager golden records. Which are on there that contain sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth.
3: Yeah, so Voyager 1 has exited the solar system. It's in interstellar space now. Mm. When did it launch, Rebo? Uh,
2: 1977.
3: Right. So like, yeah, 30, what? 40? 40. Jesus. 40, 40 years ago. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. 40 um, years ago. 40 years ago. And it's reached the outers of our solar system.
2: That's pretty good. They put a bunch of classical music on there. And some nudes. Yep. They also put uh, Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Yep. Apparently it was too adolescent. It was a little bit controversial at the time.
1: But now we're like, (laughs) that's golden oldie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Your kids are going to love
3: it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, and
3: what amazes me is that, like, there's Jupiter One and Jupiter Two. Jupiter One's outside of the solar system. I think just like last week, they were like, "Oh, Jupiter Two is a little bit off track. We haven't fired up its thrusters in like 30 years. Mm. We need to adjust it." They did it, and it worked.
2: How good is that? Yeah, it's pretty cool.
3: <laughs> and it like adjusted its course.
2: Yeah.
3: Huh. They're pretty good at making stuff, NASA.
2: They know what they're doing. Yeah. Heck yeah. Land on the moon. I don't know if you knew that one. No, nah, that's <laughs> <you're> kidding <laughs> right. yourself, I not you? <laughs> Any so, more UFO gear? No. Any other business? Uh, I think you have more business. Yeah.
1: So like there was a train derailment in the US today. Yeah. Which all of the <laughs> new tracks. Yeah. All of the usual suspects are like uh, Antifa. Mm. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? So that was interesting. It's like just anything
2: now they'll try and... Blame on Antifa. Blame on Antifa. Well, allegedly one Antifa page had a How to Derail uh, Trains on it. Well... But I don't know.
1: There wasn't... So there was this There's this group called It's Going Down. Mm. They didn't have a page that was like How to Derail Trains. They had a page that was like How to uh, like Fuck Up a Train Track, uh, which there'd been a thing where they like poured concrete over tracks to, like, stop fracking from Mm. going ahead in some area. They also called up the train company and said, don't run the trains through. Yeah, okay. We've cooked your tracks up. And they're like, thanks for the heads up. We (laughs) We won't. Uh, But, yeah, uh, they took that down months ago because it kept on getting taken out of context. Yeah, yeah. As Antifire want to derail trains. And then when this happened, like... Mike Thurnovich and company are like, yeah, is that okay? Can I make that burn? <laughs> is that acceptable? Yeah, carry on. Mike Thurnovich and company are like, Andy Farr had, a, until this happened, they had this page up and then they took it down just now so that we wouldn't know. It's like, well, that's very intellectually dishonic. dishonest. Mm. Or dishonest. You mean people
2: pushing PizzaGate the uh, intellectually dishonest? Mm. Who would have uh, thought?
1: I did, like, someone from BuzzFeed called him up or, like, emailed him or something for comment. And he's like, oh, you're just going to say that we're doing fake news. But he spelt your, like, the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, in other news, uh, there was a big Guardian report on Syrian conspiracy theories mm. today. Uh, that all, was all about uh, the people pushing the idea that the white helmets are secretly Al-Qaeda. hmm which we discussed in length in episode 10, at length in episode 10. Mm. Uh, they didn't really cover anything that we hadn't covered before. So you're saying is get the scoops, come here first for your news. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Uh, there was one bit where they went to a bunch of these people who are pushing this. Uh, the one thing that we did actually mention in ours, but they sort of had proof of, was that they've really traced back where all of these memes that the White Helmets are Al okay Qaeda come from. Mm. Yeah. And there's big like sort of Rushery sort of side to it. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. it really pushes their like the Kremlin, well, yeah. it pushes the Kremlin agenda. Which is they are supporting the existing re- regime in Syria, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like there's all of these people who appear on Russia today, although I do feel like, when people are like, oh, these people all appear on Russia Today, it's like we could say like a bunch of people all appear on MSNBC. Mm. It's like it's just a slightly different TV station.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure sure it does have propaganda, but it also I think from what I've seen has some pretty standard content.
1: Yeah. And people are always like it's all pro-Trump. And I watch a bit of RT and it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Like most of what I see is very... Much anti-Trump. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, there was one thing where they asked a bunch of these people who say that the White Hats are Al-Qaeda for comment hmm. and the Guardian reporter emailed on them and they're like, oh, we're, we're going to be putting out – we're putting out publishing a story about this and can you respond to these comments? And the person they put this to was like, I think it's very telling that a uh, – Journalists would say they're writing a story. They're like, <laughs> "That's funny language to use." Story, right? And then I like I did a search for their Twitter handle, like from their Twitter handle, and the word "story" just like constantly <laughs> they refer to things as stories because that's just normal, yeah, journalistic yeah. language. Yeah, so it's just the synonym for article. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was good. Uh, was there something else?
0: I
2: don't think so. Not that I can think of. All right, right, gents, where do people want to find us? They can find us at
1: hypotheticalinstitute.com. They can find us on Redbubble if they look up Hypothetical Institute. Too late for Christmas, I think. Yep. But uh, not too late for Christmas next year.
2: No. Mm, But early.
3: Yeah. And because we'll probably have a different Christmas shirt next year that no one would have seen... Well, no. Because we'll have a different Christmas shirt next year, if you rock up with this year's Christmas shirt, they'll be like, whoa, where'd you get that?
2: Underground.
1: Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Hypothopod, We're on Facebook. We're on iTunes. You can leave us a review, which we'd really appreciate, or even a rating. All helps. Shares on Facebook help. Heart Reacts on Facebook I yes. much appreciated. Heart Reacts only, please.
3: Mm-hmm. Robbo?
2: You can get me at hour of a time and com on the internet. Mm-hmm.
3: You can get me at, at saltmarsh on Twitter and Andrew Saltmarsh
1: illustration on the Facebook for art and stuff.
2: Mm. And you can get me at sexenheimer on
1: the Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. And I also appeared on uh, this week's episode of Well May We Say, if you want to check that out. There we go. What is Well May We Say? An Australian progressive politics podcast. Ooh.
2: Ooh.
3: Has it got anything to do with like the band Rush? No. No? Okay. Thanks guys. No worries. Nanu Nanu.
0: Oh wait. Don't worry. Fly like contains mind altering drugs. Ooh, don't worry about a thing, except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, Don't worry about a thing, I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of strawberry fields forever. Ooh, Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?